Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. So I had a conversation today about the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And the person I was talking to didn't get the difference at all. He had been arguing (laughs) with his family and really believed that he was right because of a list of facts that he happened to have. But truth be told, he was deeply wrong. You know, I, I don't know how else to say it other than that sometimes knowledge is ignorance. Sometimes people can't see past the facts to get to the truth. Wisdom doesn't come from a school or facts. Wisdom comes from observation. No matter how many facts you know about someone, That's not going to help you communicate with them as much as your wisdom, your experience with them will. This is why you will often hear me call love observation. If we really want to love someone, if we really want to be able to communicate with them effectively and have meaningful connections to be understood, we will first and foremost observe them Observe the situation, observe the surroundings, observe the look on their face, how they react to different things, whether it's their own cycle, the moon, a long day at work. For my kids, it's Tuesdays. Tuesdays, they have one extra class than they do other days, and they have their guitar lesson. They like school. They love their guitar teacher. But that is the day that they have the most piled on them. And so it is the day that they are most likely to lose it, (laughs) right? To have restraint collapse. What do I do on that day? Maybe I'm more lenient with whatever snack they get to have. Maybe I take one of their have-tos off their list at the end of the day. I notice this about them. This is wisdom. I know from observation from my wisdom and experience, that my husband is less accessible for conversation, for meaningful exchange if he's tired. Now, I may have knowledge to the contrary of what this gives me. I may have knowledge that maybe he only worked half the day, or maybe this is something that needs to be resolved soon. But my wisdom may say to me, he stayed up really late last night and the night before watching the election, and maybe this conversation really needs to be put off, or this is a decision that I can go ahead and make. Maybe this isn't the conversation to have today. It comes from the wisdom that I've gleaned from observation. We look at the world around us, at politics, religion, all kinds of interactions, literally everything. I look out my window and there's not a thing I can name that 
does not have elements of knowledge around it, right? What are the facts here? The facts tell me I need to take this specific step or that this thing should work, that this should be the answer. But our wisdom and experience tells us something else. If we do everything the book says, we might fail. If we take all the medicines, it might be too many. If we look at WebMD, we're probably going to get the wrong diagnosis. Sometimes there's too much knowledge and not enough wisdom. That's why there's so many young people today who are actually struggling to get jobs. They happen to be overeducated and underexperienced. Too much knowledge, not enough wisdom. These things need to go hand in hand. They are best friends, lovers even. <laughs> to know what you know and to know what you don't know is wisdom. That was Confucius. The doorstep to the temple of wisdom is a knowledge of your own ignorance. That one was Ben Franklin. The only true wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing. Socrates. Wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of a lifelong attempt to acquire it. Albert Einstein. Love that guy. <laughs> we go to school, we learn things, we get an education. And for many, that is a leg up, but not for all. Some people get caught up in the ego boost of their degree. In fact, I was just talking to someone today about the reasons why someone would or would not pursue their MBA and how all too often it is actually of no value in their career. In most cases, it is either because they feel powerful and confident when they say they have an MBA or because they want to somewhere down deep inside, they usually end up admitting it, at least to me, be able to wave that superiority over others. But beloved, all those book smarts are worth nothing without the lifelong pursuit of wisdom, the desire to be the best version of ourselves, whether the people around us are or not. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, why should I exhibit self-control when my partner, my friend, my child, my sibling, my parent, whoever, just unleashes all over me? Oh, beloved, the, the point of life is not the lifelong pursuit of winning an argument or of being right. It is of wisdom. And I can tell you that when you speak from wisdom, react from wisdom, pause to access your wisdom, you will be right. When you are right, there is no need to win because the battle is diffused. Because there is no battle when you speak from a calm place of knowing, not just of knowledge, but of knowing. And that takes a continual presence of self. I recently had to have a very uncomfortable conversation with a family member 
who proceeded to interject into the conversation three different times, three different things I supposedly said, all of which I can tell you with 100% accuracy that I did not say. Because during each of those conversations, I was intentionally, completely present and observant and operating with wisdom, with the awareness that I wanted to be very careful what I said and that I wanted to remember my words. And when I was able to redirect and say, that is not true. I remember specifically that I said X, Y, Z. Because it was so true. The person couldn't argue even though they wanted to so desperately cram into my head some false truth. Calm, presence, brings you back to reality. It gives access to past information and future unfolding that you would not have if your only motivation was to fight, was to argue, was to be right, to put your knowledge, to dump information on other people. That is not it. It is a lifelong pursuit of observation, awareness, clarity. It is the desire to align your thoughts with your spirit, with your words, with your actions, to be authentic, to say what you mean and mean what you say. And if somebody misinterprets that, it's not your fault. It is your fault if you just spoke from guttural garbage, right? Sometimes we have this knowledge that lets us just incite uh, control, power, whatever. Sometimes it's just patriarchal bullshit or generational power that is really useless without wisdom to back it up. Sometimes we lose our ability to see through that and we hear our elders <laughs> dump upon us this imaginary reality that they have created. It doesn't have to be an elder. It can be a partner. It can be an equal. It can be, a ch it can be anyone. But so often, people twist experiences to serve their own needs and their own purposes. They believe they have knowledge of who we are, of what we meant or where we came from, meaning the frame of thought we came from or even the experiences we came from. They think they know. But that knowledge is based on nothing. Absolutely nothing. They never sought with a desire for wisdom for true understanding. Maybe you see someone who walks through the world smiling every day and you assume that their life has always been easy, that they had a silver spoon, a gilded life, whatever you want to call it. When in reality, 
They choose that smile. They choose that joy. They chose that direction from the very beginning and have spent their life pursuing ease. Do not assume you know, even if you have the knowledge, even if you read it, even if you think you have all the facts in the world. That's not what's real, beloved. I want to say that wisdom trumps <laughs> knowledge and intelligence. But I suppose you need both. If I was only going to have one, I'd pick wisdom. But think about it, okay? Intelligence is the ability to think, the ability to reason and understand things instead of doing them by instinct, right? To actually balance logic and emotion. Wisdom is the ability to use your experiences and your knowledge in order to make sensible decisions and good judgments. There's a difference there. It's funny that we think of intelligence as something that's not automatic. I guess it's better than stupidity. I mean, often out of stupidity, someone just fights or screams or yells or, or whatever. They, they know nothing other than to defend themselves. And the idea is that the more intelligent we become, we think more and we reason more. And yet often this robs people of that because they just assume they're better than someone else. When I first started doing what I'm doing, there were several times where someone came in to talk to me and we were maybe a quarter of the way or halfway through their session and all of a sudden they were struck by my youth. That I wasn't some gray-haired old lady with a wart on my nose. And I have always looked younger than I am, so that sort of fed into that all of a sudden reaction of, how old are you anyway? Have you studied this? Have you read that? Did you go to school? What did you do? And I would tell them how old I was. And that, no, I hadn't read that book or received that certification or done whatever that thing was but that I had access to some wisdom that if they were interested in, they were welcome to sit back down and continue the conversation. Every single one of those is still a client. Knowledge isn't everything. Intelligence isn't everything. Wisdom is. Wisdom is. We have to look at life, we have to observe, we have to watch the unfolding. We have to know that no two people react the same or think the same, and therefore we shouldn't communicate with any two people exactly the same way. Being fair and equal to my children does not mean treating them exactly the same way. If I were to treat them exactly the same way, one of them would be robbed from a meaningful connection to me. That's not okay. Knowledge and intellect would tell me, talk to them the same way, spend the same amount of time with each of them, spend exactly the same amount of money on each of them, put them in the exact same classes, give them the exact same extracurricular activities, treat them 100% equal, twins alike, the same, treat them the same. 
I would be robbing one or both of them from a meaningful experience. Don't rob yourself of that by failing to utilize your wisdom as you look at the world, as you communicate with others, as you communicate with yourself. You are not the same person you were six months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, for sure. Realign to who you really are. Make sure you know you. Give yourself a chance to change your mind, to think differently, to be different. Ask yourself, what do I really want? What do I really believe? And beloved, if there has ever been a year that can change your mind, your desires, your beliefs, your convictions, 2020 is one of them. It's okay. It's okay to want different things. It's okay to shift from being career focused to being ready to have a family. It's okay to switch from thinking that you needed to go all the way to whatever highest level of education to switch from that and decide I, I want to have life instead or, or vice versa. It's okay to flip around your political views. It's okay to apologize for being intelligently ignorant for pushing your bullshit on people. It's okay. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to have uncomfortable conversations. Wisdom will tell you that when we get uncomfortable, we grow. And when we grow, we become better. It cannot be fun for the caterpillar to dissolve itself before reassembling into a butterfly. It's not fun giving birth, but it's worth it. It's not fun having to take apart something you've already built to rebuild it better. I've mentioned a few times, I know, that with this COVID world we're in right now. My kids are going to school at home and I happen to be teaching them American history. This is very timely being an election year and I've really enjoyed it. We were reading about the early days of America right after the revolution and how there were many constitutions written. States had their own and almost all of them failed miserably. They had worked really hard to build them, and yet they were about to take them apart and create something different, something bigger and better, not only with the knowledge that they had accumulated and studied and been educated upon, not only with their knowledge of what governments needed, but with the new wisdom they had gained from their experience, from actually being, living, observing this life. They had to dismantle what they had created to build something new. I asked my children how they felt about this. My son said, excited, because now we know how to make it right, or better at least. We have information, we've learned something, we've gained wisdom. My daughter said she thought she'd be sad, but she'd do it anyway. And I said, why? She said, because when you've worked so hard to build something, it's hard to not defend it and fight for it. 
She's right. The key, of course, is that she said she'd do it anyway. Beloved, a lot of people are having that battle right now. The battle to accept their new knowledge, to give in to what wisdom has revealed to them, to change their ways and their beliefs, to tear something old apart, whether it's their belief system or something else, and to build something new and better. And yet they're too sad or scared. Don't be sad or scared, beloved. Maybe mourn the death of the old if you need to. It was easier, maybe. Maybe you felt safer there, but you can't look backwards and see something that's no longer there. And so we take the parts that are still good and we paste them together with our wisdom and we make something far better. Whether that is our politics, our religion, our spirituality, our careers, our families, ourselves, the conversations we have within our own beings, the way we view our intellect. Maybe we need to re-piece together the facts and realize either we didn't have them all, we had them in the wrong order, or we gave the wrong one's value. <laughs> to refer back to American history, this history book that they've given my kids, it is magic compared to the one that I had or even the one I had when I taught fifth grade years ago. They are teaching them more of the truth, more of the pitfalls and an understanding of why they were made. It's something I wish that we had all learned. I, I kind of feel like every adult in the world needs to read my kid's fifth grade U.S. history book. My point is, we learn, <laughs> right? They took the best writers and the smartest minds and the most educated people that they had and they had them create this new world, this new country. Their knowledge failed them. It was not until they started to add their wisdom to it that it started to evolve into something better. And wisdom, just as I said in that quote before, wisdom is something you seek over a lifetime. Of course, we have to continue to evolve as a nation and as individuals, as spiritual students, and teachers, and parents, and lovers, and humans, and all of the things. It is a lifelong process. Sometimes some of the knowledge, some of that intellect needs to be set down because the wisdom is the thing that guides us. And with that motivation, please seek new knowledge expand your intellect. If you know me, you know I'm a fan of science. And <laughs> now I guess you know I'm a fan of history. We don't just ignore what we have learned. We build upon it. We go seeking new information. When your wisdom and your intellect don't match, beloved, 
Google. <laughs> okay, we didn't used to have that. It used to be hard to expand your mind. You had to go to a library, pull down an encyclopedia, I don't know, take a class or get a degree. Google it. Google it. Just make sure there's more than one source. Make sure it's not some BS. <laughs> okay. But be spurred, be activated by what your observation shows you. And when you find that one of the sources of information is false, remove it. Seek, and you will find. Pay attention. Trust the unfolding and allow yourself to be malleable. My daughter asked me what that meant, and I said, like Plato, you can take a new shape. Like tofu, <laughs> you can take a new flavor. You can change your mind, and often you should. Until next time, beloved, namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.